Welcome to episode 76, technically, of Tactical Crouch, but this is your week two preview episode of the Overwatch League 2020 season. I'm Kick Tripod, joined, of course, by Yiska and Volamel. We've only got four matches this week, so it should be really interesting to uh, kind of sit down and preview some of these matches. We're seeing four new teams, though, this weekend, which is going to be, I think, a ton of fun. But before we get started and jump into it, our show is supported by our patrons and our subs at patreon.com slash tactical crouch or at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. If you like the show, consider signing up on either or both. Get some cool perks. We've got some tactical crouch emotes. We've got some game nights, lots of cool things going on. Definitely, uh, you know, support, support your favorite content. If it's not us and you listen to other people that you really enjoy, go support them. Do it. Uh, we record Mondays and Wednesdays. At 11 a.m. Pacific time. I won't highlight this every week, but as we switch to this new schedule, I want to make sure that we uh, keep keep hammered in there. So Mondays and Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Mondays being the recap of the previous uh, week's games. Wednesdays being the preview of the upcoming week's games. So that's what this episode is. It's our second one. And other than that, find the show everywhere. Uh, just search for Tactical Crouch. Really easy. Really easy stuff, guys. Whew. With that being said, Joe, Yiska, you've had a couple days to gi- digest the game. That that recap episode is kind of a fast turnaround. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. still, still feeling good. Have any of your opinions changed on the games that we saw on the weekend since getting a little bit more time to kind of sit on them, watch them? I don't think so. Um. I mean, games in particular or any player uh, specific game specific. Oh, I haven't even had a chance to sit there and really sink my teeth into. I was either probably going to do that today or tomorrow. But yeah, I haven't I haven't really gone back and really tried to fine tooth any of the games. JMX sucks. Uh, <laughs> no disc golf, please. Like, yeah. I don't know, I'll just kind of reacquire some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that yeah, was the, the only thing that really kind of, it, it, it didn't really change my mind, but it kind of confirms, I think, what I didn't totally see is, mm. uh, who are you in Hotba had some very lucky plays against the London Spitfire that they get a lot of credit for that were just kind of nuts. Like, uh, Hotba's Diva ult on Junkertown C, not his last one, his second to the last one. Like mm. clipped a Maywall so it would go into the Maywall triangle, but the Maywall mm-hmm. wasn't even up yet when he tossed it. So you can't even say like, oh, it was intentional or anything like that. It was just like pure luck. Uh, so just like some weird stuff like that where I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, they still played well and whatever. And obviously they're on NYSL sure. and they're going to do well as a team. And it's not all about that. But I was like. I, I immediately walked away like going, oh, Hot Buzz alts weren't... I mean, yes, they were as impactful as they seemed, but maybe not as oh, intentional course, yeah. as they were. <laughs> mm. yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty interesting. Um, 
but i mean i think there are some spots on some maps where it is is kind of like some bomberman stuff where it's like you put it here there's going to be kills if you're not you know if if a cooldown's down or if a shield isn't there like you're there's no cover like you're going to die if somebody can't save you um but i think people overanalyze that stuff in particular like that that's one of those like anime things where it's like no he knew that everybody's cooldown was down and the shield was at 400 health and if he throws it here the trajectory and the brilliant mind like the the trigonometry is not flashing through their minds they're just like i think if i throw it here that's a good spot so i'm gonna wing it oh i got some kills sweet oh nice yeah i clipped the wall sweet that was nice yeah totally not the uh what was it the the sinatra play last one where he's just like Yeah, yeah And part of it's intuition, right? Yeah, you know, 100%. it's like, it's just, I thought about some of those things, but at the end of the day, you just, you just sometimes you, you, just you come Q. to, and this is, this is something that Yiska kind of really, I, I won't put words in his mouth, but I think you did a good job of explaining that intuition and that like whole brilliant mind anime stuff you can come to those same conclusions but the players do it like almost subconsciously yeah yeah, yeah. they're not actively thinking about it but they're coming to that conclusion because of all of the hours that they've put into it and actively thinking about that in VOD review and you know having the coaches talk to them about it and stuff like that if you think about it pro players it's one thing to have great high and eye coordination and learn that it's another thing to learn a game like Overwatch, where there's so many like, you know, like if A then B, or yeah. if not then C, that you cannot feasibly think about everything you're doing consciously. And the best players just are very gr- good at like, basically almost like having these sub programs just run in the background. And they just know what's what's happening without them uh, having any particular uh, knowledge of it. And then sometimes coaches need to course correct on these particular uh, subroutines, if you want. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think uh, that's certainly um, sometimes you just know when stuff happens. I will also say there were parts in the NYXL London um, game where it was like very obvious that the Spitfire were a little too excited by I, I'm thinking about Junker Junkertown like second to last fight on defense where they were very close to um to holding them first point. It's like 130 on the clock and Spitfire is just like oh that's almost one fight territory. Well not if you end the fight so quickly by over investing four ultimates into nyxl when nyxl only needs two for that fight and then the ultimate economy is completely flipped for the last fight that you didn't even think was possible so there was definitely some veteran experience going on where it was like okay nyxl probably knows these kids they're giddy they're about to i don't know we're one up we're uh, one map up uh, we are about to hold them um, Junkertown first, so that's probably a 2-0. And they're mighty excited by being up in a big way in Ultimate Economy. So let's let's play it smart. We can get two attacks in here if they smash us quickly and then just like clean up individually after that. See, and- I feel like that's just a karmic response from King's Row because New York did the same exact thing. You saw who are you 
as as London's cracking point eight defense for New York, and they you know they they die and they're coming back to spawn. There is that that decision of okay, how did we lose that fight? Can we recontest feasibly? It sounds like just the way that people were positioning. If if I had to kind of interpret all of that, the you know body language and how who are you engages here, it looks like he wants to you know the call is to to re-engage and recontest. So he's like by himself. I don't know who who made the call if it was just a solo individual call from him, but he goes on the point. He weighs snowball blizzards out like he dies they can't recontest and again they almost are too excited so it's i think it's again it is probably uh too much excitement it's you know stage nerves it's it's you know the first game of the season it's bound to happen but i, I don't know this is this isn't the same you know calculated you know uh steely ironclad you know Nerves of steel NYXL that we're used to. They've got some. They've got some new players. They've got some rookies. They've got a new style that they're sure. operating under. So, I think you're going to see a whole lot more of that. They got a new you big know, boss. It, and we can't. Yeah, right. We we can't just harp on London. I think New York is is going to have a lot of those growing pains as well. We might actually see them see them drop a couple games. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean the the rookie aspect is fairly contained to who are you, and it doesn't surprise me. That he's the one spilling the spaghetti, spaghetti, hundred percent, right? Like, sure, that's what it, French it's, people it's, spill the spaghetti. It's it's a rookie <laughs> feeling, though. It's it's a new feeling. It's it's this, you know, we're trying to be more proactive, whereas in the past they have been the the, sure. the, the super hyper reactive, and I think that that's going to be a, a growing pain, and that's that's kind of the rookie feeling. It's it's feeling out how how the new coaching staff is going to work, feeling out this new style. Um, I, I don't think I, I I'll, I'll go out and say that. I think that they will lose some games that we wouldn't expect them to, especially early because of that. I think that they're mm-hmm. going to slip up and we saw that against London, you know, London, London took them pretty close. Yeah. It, it was actually it wasn't, a way closer series on second viewing than yeah. I felt it was on first. Like I remember, remember like writing up this, uh, piece and at some point at like after the second map, I'm like, unfortunately, at this point, the series loses its competitiveness as London gets worse. And I'm just like watching this. And I'm like, that's actually entirely wrong. Like, it's still very close here. Like there was maybe, um, uh, was it Horizon? Yeah, Horizon, right? It's a play Horizon. But there yeah. was one map that wasn't that close. Okay. But the other ones were all close. Yeah. And they were at times down to NYXL requiring Mano to like clutch the hell out with a shatter or something. Yeah. And um yeah. I don't I, I I feel bad because this this is a preview episode. <laughs> yes, I, I was thinking this the entire time when we were I wanted this yeah. is a really good conversation. And we'll have plenty of opportunity to go back and talk sure. about NYXL. And I feel bad cutting you off because I led you into the question. So, uh, but I do want to preview a little bit. Yes, yes. And I don't, and uh, yeah, for for the people who was like, shut up, let me know what's going on this weekend. We are going to Philadelphia for the first Philly homestand. They're bringing back Golden Boy uh, to MC Just there. Guys. So yeah. you know, getting that. Uh, that contractor big bucks, I hope. Um, but before we, I think, talk about the specific matches, I think I want to frame the meta with you guys a little bit. 
And uh, last week, there was a pretty, I don't, don't want to say a super specific meta, but we definitely saw May, Ana, Lucio, Ryan, Diva, McCree, Reaper. We, 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 we saw, I would say, a lot of consistencies between most of the teams throughout the weekend. Sure. Uh, do you expect the meta to shift at all this week? Given the teams that are going to be playing, we're going to be seeing you know Florida Mayhem, the Houston Outlaws, the Washington Justice, and Philadelphia Fusion. Duh. Um, <laughs> so, any any expected changes here? Or do you think we're going to largely stay the same for now? Do you have an opinion? Because I have one. I think that. Week one was the impetus to show that we were kind of spot on the money with the styles. There are, you know, styles that teams can play that might not necessarily be optimal, right? We see Vancouver running around playing a bunch of dive. Can every team pilot that dive that well? No. Should they? No. Will we see the meta change and swing immediately one way? I don't think so, but I think there's room for a team like Philadelphia you know, if Washington had the pieces, I think they could still run the Arisa Ryan. Houston might come out with some weird stuff. They've, they've got a lot of flexible pieces. I think that that would be interesting to see from them because historically that's when they've had a bunch of successes when they found that their own way to the top of the mountain with the Jake rat, haha, lol, whatever. I think Houston would be an interesting kind of case study just to see okay where where are your heads at what are you what are, what are you what actually are you doing with these pieces philadelphia i think can at least with this roster probably feasibly run any kind of style they want but in terms of the meta overall i don't see it swapping i think week one mccree was super good and if teams weren't necessarily uh on board then maybe we see a little bit more bump up in in mccree play maybe a little bit more widow but I think it won't be a super large deviation away from the heroes that you mentioned. What do you think? So, Jessica? What's so your, I what's think the great German mind, the majority of teams there. So three of them are NA scrimmers and they are, um, of course, part of different bubbles because they're playing each other, uh, other that week. Um, and of course, Bubbles are Venn diagrams more so than anything else, but there's still some separation going on. I think, and I'm not 100% on this, I'm just speculating really, but I think with um, Mayhem, they actually were in Korea for a fairly long time. I'm not sure how much that impacts them still, because the meta, like, as, as late as like a, a one and a half weeks ago, looked different and then like may lucio ryan was already like pretty relevant but i think the play share of those comps increased but i think there's a possibility that mayhem just like got that east meta with more sombra maybe um and that we'll see the get the first taste and i'm not trying to 100 sure by the way how that worked with nyxl i think nyxl actually from this from what i heard were earlier back earlier uh than other full korean teams i think they scrimmed in an a earlier uh i 
I'm not 100% on this, but my speculation is if it's the case that Mayhem was later to come back, also because of visas and whatnot, then they might have a different meta interpretation. Now, I don't know which interpretation is better, but um, the only other thing that I heard was the, uh, the translation that Gutamchun did on uh, Akaros saying like, okay, I think Mayhem is pretty good, but I've heard like two people say they are not doing that well right now. And keep in mind, not doing well right now could mean I got that information three weeks ago or I got that information the day before the matches. And that wildly differs. Uh, in what in how teams are able to perform in this current iteration of the meta, where teams where things flip very quickly, and you either can serve that particular thing or not. So I think not only will it be interesting to see how mayhem generally stacks up in the eastern region scrim meta, but how that particular interpretation, if it is indeed actually still different matches up against what is being played uh, largely. So I think my big my big question with that whole Sombra, you know, Asia meta bubble thing is what exactly does that specific composition look like? Um, I think either way, either bubble, if you want to, you know, if we want to talk about the Western style or the, and the, the Eastern style, I think the Eastern style of play Florida can run very, very well, you know, bum God, AKA BQB, you know, solid, solid Sombra. On the other hand, if you want to play this Western scrim bubble style, you've got Widow, you've got McCree, you've got Reaper, all three parent side players wheelhouse insanely well. So I think just on the outset, I think that they have some core pieces that they can work with. Fate back on his Rhine. Either way, I think they could go and, and play a bunch of different styles, but it, my, my worry kind of stems from the lack of information we have about the Asia bubble. And figuring out, okay, what what's being run with the Sombra? Is it you know more dive tanks? I can't imagine that it would be. Is it a Hanzo? We saw Nero post his kind of you know screen cap yeah. or tier list of the heroes. We don't know exactly what that looks like, but if I had to guess, I would imagine it's probably something similar. And and they they should be able to run it, um, but I think it comes down again to to the coaching staff and. Not a ton of experience, you know. Kuki ran with Runaway. That's that's good. That that definitely uh, helps, but it doesn't give me a ton of confidence because look at how strong that roster was in comparison to your very low resume in terms of coaching. So it's eh, hard hard to say. Hard to say. I like the it'll take. Be, it'll, I think be it'll, it'll be interesting, at least to say. But um, I don't know. Like, no way to know until we actually see it. Yeah, either. Uh, but I will say either way. I think Florida um, will do good. This this meta early has favored them. I'm willing to give them some some brownie points. You know, this is not uh, not bottom five territory for them this meta definitely favors them either way again you can go asia bubble i think they have the pieces for it to work they can go western bubble they have the pieces for it to work side player could look like a stud is is going to be put on a bunch of different heroes that he feels very comfortable with yaki i think will just 
be kind of on main duty and I think you'll be fine. And yeah, I, I think this is a this is a pretty good team. Like I don't think they'll be this is not bottom five power ranking. <laughs> I my that whole engine starts to rev up when the patches change and they're forced to play other stuff and Zaya player has to play something that isn't just in his flex picks. Eric Eric says killing Volumel's power rankings and Yiska's waistline. <laughs> Indeed. Mm, which you didn't mention before. So before we, we talk about the matches, Yiska, you and Maid have made a little yeah. wager on the backs of the uh, previously abysmal Florida Mayhem. Yeah. So this year's is a bit special for me. I've like a lot of people are just like turning 30, turning 60, having huge parties. I and then I'm, I made your year special. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. It's really nice of you. Thank You're, you. Oh, you actually did? Yeah. It was my, my 30th. Oh, see, if I had known that, I would have approached you very differently because you also know part of the living dead. You will know. You will know. Mm. You will know. You know when when you get those pains that you used to get, and then you think, "Ah, oh, yeah, tomorrow it's gone." My cup rejuvenates this quickly. Nah, bro. This is now for the next thirty years at least until all nerves die, and then you're good again. Right? Jesus. It's <laughs> all right. That's a sobering thought. Anyways, your wager. <laughs> so, in order to keep those <laughs> nerves firing a little longer. Um, Maiden and I thought of, about racing the mayhem. So basically what that entails, like way back when I was also like a bit of a round boy and I did jogging for blogging where on the site I was riding on, people could upvote and for every 10 upvotes, I ended up running a kilometer. Of course, I got like I think 190 upvotes and I had to run uh, 19 kilometers, which is like 10 miles. And I jogged them and my it was terrible. I was like way overweight and then okay, anyway, so to sort of give me something to hold on to again, we are racing the mayhem, meaning that for every win the Florida Mayhem gets into in the 2020 season, Maid and I have to lose a kilogram, which is like 2.2 pounds um, of weight. And tomorrow I'll post a weigh-in and uh, then update on the progress in I will like, make I will make you guys graphics. Nice. I will make graphics for this. I'm excited about this now. We're gonna do it. Also, others, of course, are uh, invited to also race the mayhem. If you want to lose some weight, you don't have to do a kilogram. Like, depending on how good you think the mayhem will be, it's a race, but it's also, like, especially for the smaller people, like, a kilogram is not much for me. If you're 70 kilograms and you're like, okay, I want to get to 60, mm. Don't, don't get anorexic on us, please. Like, so what happens if you don't meet your goal? What what happens if you weigh in one week and you just you were point two you know pounds short? Oh, it's it's about the end of the season. So whoever, uh, so at the end of the season we tally up, mm -hmm. and if the Florida Man has more wins than I have lost kilograms. Okay. Um, 
I guess we can talk about a wager. I'm I'm not sure. That would be interesting. I haven't thought about anything, but they certainly have then won. Yes, of course. So we'll see. Anybody under the threshold has to buy Mayhem merch. Ooh. Post some social media, do a video. You know what? I'm I'm actually I'll talk to Thibbledork about this. Let's see. Go <laughs> <laughs> make it a big. Oh god. That'd be great. I think that'd be hilarious. Well, best of luck for you. I hope uh I hope Maid wins. And Yeah. I I, I would rather <laughs> I would rather see uh, you, the loser, have to do a, an episode. We'll bring Maid on an episode of Tactical Crouch, and the loser has to dress up and drag. Of course, if if the man actually turns out to do a perfect season, I'll probably just have to amputate my leg to make it close. <laughs> Cuts so. it off. <laughs> just, just comes. <laughs> oh man! All right, yeah. let's talk about the matches coming up this week. Match number one, the Florida Mayhem versus the uh, Houston Outlaws. Our odds aggregator has them at 58% in favor of the Florida Mayhem. Yiska, mm-hmm. Joe, t- tell, me, tell me a little bit about what you're looking for in this match. I want to see Saya player not be an ogre. What does that mean? I need him to. He he has this almost like biblical hope around him for the mayhem that he is going to be the golden child this season. If if you know that that's the big selling point. Every time I decry the mayhem, it's like, well, have you seen Saya player on McCree and Widow? I have. Yes, I have. He also doesn't position fantastically sometimes, right? He has a tendency to kind of off-step. But he can make up for that with stellar mechanics. I, I, I have to give him credit where credit's due, right? Okay. And if he's going to be put in a meta where he's allowed to do these things and allowed to kind of make these hero plays, yes, that's going to seal the deal for them. Yeah. If not, if this is the meta where they still can't get wins... I stand by exactly everything I said previously. They should be able to do well. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. I'm looking at side player. I'm looking at fate. I think. Well, if the thing is, okay, let's assume there is no a different meta and they're just playing like what everyone's playing because that's like the dominant thing. now. Yes. I think. Houston would do well to not run that gentleman's agreement. I think on most days of the week, Linksa gets banged out by Cyplay on both McCree and Widow. I don't care about the Widow stats from uh, season one, and I I wouldn't bet on him being a consistent performer. Now, um, I wonder if. Like, like in my mind, he he should be the starter, I suppose, on those heroes, uh, with the rest of the hero pool then falling onto Dante. I think, like, if I was to divvy up how I would want to my players to play these different roles, mm. then I'll say, okay, Blinks are your McCree zone and your uh, Widow zone, Reaper and Widow, yeah, and then Dante does everything else. Like, really, you think? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I've, Dante and Blase on yes, those, that's who I think. Like picks outside of those is actually a nuts DPS though. Mm -hmm. I think they're actually really good. I think uh, Blase is actually probably not given the uh, the credits, mm -hmm. but how could he after season awesome. like that? Yeah, you, you can't. So um, we'll see about that. Um, and then I'll, of course, also look towards Yaki. And of the thing is, if Yaki actually then is on maid duty, I don't know how disciplined he is in his playstyle. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, it, how much of a speed chess master he is <laughs> with his walls and, <laughs> and everything. Like he stands out to me more as a mechanical player than anything else. Yes. When when have we seen Yaki do well? We go back to MVP. We look at we look at Asfara. Asfara was actually really, really, really good. Yeah. Look at his tracer. You know, these are carry heroes. Putting him on a more supportive hero like May, does he have that same flair? I, I don't know. I, I that's what that's what we're gonna have to look, we're gonna have to see. Yeah. So I like if we want to talk about percentages here, and we still haven't talked about the tank lines, which is certainly interesting for the Outlaws, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also don't know what kind of tanks they're running. I don't know if they're... Uh, like, I, I would just think Mecho is set. Certainly, and then, assume. like, it's, it's probably just, like, um, uh, Muma at this point, then, right? Mm. I think it has so, to be. I mean, you don't really expect Spree to play too much unless they're flexing. No, the, I mean, the, the, the main tanks, tanks, right? As, as Flame said, like hydration, right? On tank. Mm -hmm. yep. So uh, we could see that. Maybe they have curve bolts. I don't know. Um, backline. Yeah, I think Repel, this is the season where he has to show us that maybe he isn't an a super elite player, but he's like in that Shaz tier. You know? Like a solid 1.5, so to speak. Like one point tier 1.5 player. And um if if that comes together, that's interesting. In terms of the mayhem, yeah, like tank line, question mark still for me, back line, uh one not really a question mark. I think most rookies arrived fairly well so far, so I'm not worrying about Gangnam Jin at all. Mm -hmm. I'm worrying about Chris. And Which we isn't have anything seen... new on this podcast, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. And we've also seen the difference that a mechanical Lucio can make at the moment. So this concerns me a little. Um, but yeah, maybe the rules by which we're judging them are completely overthrown by them running a different meta and then and 100 percent interesting right? right that's 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 the the early week predictions that's the early week previews you know early season previews are going to be tough because there are bubbles like you we have to kind of make that very understood that we are operating on so much incomplete information so from what we do see from what we are hearing this is kind of the projections on how these teams could go there's another half of the world that hasn't even played a match yet that has a could have a vi a wildly different view on how things are played. And it sounds like there are certain picks that are just like 
completely viable, whereas the West thinks they're not. So yeah. we could see that from the mayhem. We could see Houston pull out, you know, hydration on ball. They play dive. Nobody expects it. That's something that they could do. That's not something that we could, we, I could feasibly say, hey, put your money on the fact that Houston's going to run out and play ball somber Genji. You know? Yeah. They could. I'll also say, I'll also say, historically, I don't think much meta innovation that then actually ended up entrenching mm-hmm. came from Korea. I no, remember they're, they're them as being especially, yeah, especially late to goats. Yes. Yes. And also, and they weren't great at goats when they first picked it up. They were pretty, pretty bad. Weren't they running like uh, Winston stuff with it as well? Yeah, they they ran a lot of Winston goats. They they charged on cooldown. A lot of the main tanks were really really poor. I remember charging halfway across Horizon Lunar Colonies. You know, uh, mm. kind of courtyard area. You know, it wasn't great. It was pretty rough. But what they mm. do is they take it and they refine it and they grind at it and they polish it. That's what that's what Korea has always been good at. You look at StarCraft. You look at uh, um, League of Legends. They want to play that super passive, refined, you know, chess game instead best, of you know just the best rolling style. up the sleeve and just brawling out. The best. Style. I mean, well, I mean, EU's doing pretty good in League. I don't know, man. Korea looks like pretty poop. Sure, it's just more saying. that EU doesn't deserve it for being cheesy. I don't think they're being cheesy. I just think Korea is just completely rolling over. But that's neither here nor there. Korea in most games wants to refine. If they're going to take losses, it's always going to be at the start of the season. It's going to be early in a bracket where people can cheese them. Houston can be that cheesy team. Sure. Uh, there, there. I do want to say there is one concern about Jexa, and that's that he he just arrived in the United States mm. a couple days ago. Um, mm-hmm. We don't know how quickly he's going to be integrated. Um, I, 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 and even the people I asked, they're 50, 50, like I've heard 50, like, of course, Jexa is going to play. It's Jexa. And there are people are like, I don't know, man, I'd, I'd work on yeah. who I had in the building at the time. So we'll, we'll see what comes from there, but that, that is a notable asterisk. I think uh, a lot totally to, sure. um, the results on this. So it sounds to me that both of you are leaning mayhem here over outlaws yep with the caveat I, that mm-hmm. Houston could out innovate mayhem that would give them the best chance to win that's exactly how I have it going I have this going three to mayhem yes you know haha bottom five team Houston not bottom five power rankings meme 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 I think Florida has the pieces to do well in either of these scrim bubbles and that's not to say that the Houston outlaws don't but I think they're going to come out, do a lot of funky stuff, catch Mayhem looking, look really close. But at the end of the day, you go to game five on control. Florida takes that. Three, two, Florida. Three, two, Florida. Yiska, where are you sitting here? Um, well, just almost choking on a gummy. These must be matched uh, <laughs> in your high noon pickums, by the way. I was, I was yes, like, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so I think this will be rather close of course closeness to display that in match match scores is hard you can say three two but that might not be the most likely outcome it might very well be that the high percentages are three one for either team right so 
in that regard, I say 55 Mayhem. But I say, say 3 1 Mayhem. Mm. That's right. Yeah, fair enough. I've, I've got Mayhem a little... Oh my gosh, it just blew up my face. Uh, <laughs> I've got Mayhem winning this one as well. I've got them about 60-40. Uh, yeah. I don't, and mainly around, I think just, um, Jexa, this is also the one that if I were going to pick a, like a sleeper pick, this is the one I think for the week that I think would, would surprise the most. Um, yeah, I think, I think on paper going into this, like if we were just going preseason and if, if we had to put these rosters against one another, I do like Houston for the length of the season. And that's my worry about Florida. As I mentioned previously. How is this team going to adapt? I can I can pretty much guarantee you Houston's probably going to be pretty consistent. Hopefully, as long as my projections are are, are, are fair. Um, I think Houston is going to be consistent. They can play in a bunch of different metas. I'm not so sure about Florida. That's the team that hasn't really done much of anything in two seasons. Now, that can be applied to outlaws. In, in a in a realm, right? Like they haven't been good, but they've at least tried to do different things. Mayhem has tried and failed to do a bunch of really dumb things. You know, swapping the roster midseason, playing a bunch of like the the outlaws have tried to because they didn't make any changes last year. Well, they didn't make any. They certainly couldn't make changes, right? right. So we have so to give you're, them that. You're caveat. talking more like strategically, organizationally. Strategic. I, I, I kind of have to give them a pass last last season, right? Like they really I don't disagree do with you, but I also just don't want the YouTube comments to go like, well, they didn't get any new players, didn't do any big changes, blah, blah, blah. What do you mean? So I guess I would say more elaborate totally. on that for me, what you mean by that. 100%. Um, I, I, I like Houston over the season. I, I think of this roster much like we could have thought of the 2018 Houston at the end of the season. Could be very innovative. They can find their own style. They can also, you know, feasibly play a very standard style to a pretty high degree. I don't, uh, I, I don't think, I don't know if I'd even go as far to, as to say that, you know, Linkser is going to be as bad as Yiska, you know, is, is hinting at, especially against Sia player. We, there's, there's a solid team around the Houston Outlaws, Florida. There are some pieces that just are glaring holes. Houston, not so much anymore depending on who's played, obviously. Um, I like Houston over the season. We'll have to see about Florida, but with the meta that we have right now and the information that we have, I like Florida a little bit more. Fair enough. Let's go on to match number two. Washington Justice versus the Philadelphia Fusion. Odds have them 65 Fusion, 35 Washington Justice. Uh, there's what are, we do know now. The Washington Justice are going to be missing Lulsish on mm. on the opening weekend. I don't think that really makes that any, any differences. Yeah, yeah. Um, but besides that, uh, I mean, give me give me your thoughts here, Yiska. Like, what are you thinking going into this match? I think I don't, I'm going to get go on a limb here and say that nobody's picking the Washington Justice to win this. Mm. No. I mean, apparently, like, okay, so we're talking about Philly, right? Not the, uh, because I'm confused by the faces uh, over the outlaws thing on, on stream. Oh, uh, we're talking, sorry, these are, 
Yeah, just don't, we're talking about okay. justice versus fusion. Fusion, okay. Um, and yeah, production. I, no, no, I don't think I don't ex- anticipate them winning that. Um, the the thing is, we saw how much impact a great DPS can have in DK, and we saw like um, that it also works to an extent with XCI, and we we see that there is something in this meta that allows for individuals on the hitscan roll to pop. The problem is that there are two players that are probably Corey Tia as well. I expect Carpe to on these heroes to be comparable, if not better. And I don't think Hisu is much more uh, like... Uh, um, I guess uh, you, you would have to say that Hisu is probably, would probably get eaten by uh, Corey most of the time, but whatever. Um, so that win condition is gone. I don't think they will have superior strategies. I think they're um, the types of strategies they have access to and could refine based on the um, size of the roster is limited. The scrimbacks certainly aren't in their favor. That said, Fusion also like not rated as the hyper like super team that um that i conceptualize them as in terms of like what uh, what the names are in this scene maybe that will change over the season but here it's unlikely to matter i would go as high as at fusion and that's pretty ridiculous considering we have nothing to go on other than what we heard and uh it's the first season game so there should be a lot of volatility towards like not as high percentages, um, but yeah, eighty fusion. It's a little bit high, but in in general, I tend to agree. Um, if Philly, you know, if they're not going to come out and be the super team that they can, you know, carry from every role, like I think they can. Then Washington has to do a lot strategically, a lot of planning to kind of beat that brute force right we're early in the season where that can't feasibly happen if this was mid-season if this was later on the season i'd be willing to give justice a, a second look here but i i really struggle to see a world where philly even if it is just messy and it, it just becomes a brawl which team brawls better i have to give that to philly look at that roster it's disgusting washington on the other hand Yes, Stratus gets to play as May. Sure, Corey gets to play a lot of hitscan. Hundred percent. They don't have Volshish. I don't necessarily think that matters. At least it didn't for me because I assumed Roar was going to see play anyways, especially early. And then they go to the Swedish duo. I hope hopefully they're Swedish. God, I shouldn't even brought that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they are. Yeah. Woo, beautiful. Um, I think they go to that later, but I think immediately Roar probably sees a little bit of play. Even if he was in the in the states, that's where I kind of uh, have it projected. Yeah, yeah. Tuba really doesn't do anything for me. Arc not necessarily a brawly support. Aim God. Statistically, he was great on Boston, but we've also heard stirrings that maybe he wasn't. Uh, maybe he was a little bit of a Jeffrey. You know what I'm saying? I don't. You can you can infer from that what you want, but maybe he was being a little bit of a Jeff. 
you compare that to Philly, I think Philly has the star power. I think they have the brute force. I think they have the firepower at every role. They can brawl with the best of them. And yeah, I think even if this goes belly up, Fusion can take it. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where, like, again, I don't think, I, I think this is about as good a meta as Washington could have asked oh, for, at least for, at least for their DPS absolutely, and, and, and mm. tank lines. Um, but I just don't think that there's enough there. Like, Corey would really have to carry, would have to put on, you know, kind of like a an XE level carry. Uh, and the fact that Paris. you're, like, that's that's a very, like, understood point you don't think philly has that in their their playbook and that's the thing right so you know what i'm saying right so it, you're 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 double betting against yourself you're betting that Corey is able to pop off and that carpe season one mvp candidate is washed like yeah. i i don't i guess so i i don't know like i think you, Car- Carpe would go a long way. I think Ikyo's uh, maze fine, right? Um, so probably even works a little bit better to their like aggressive play style that they want to run. Yeah. Uh, Sato again. We'll see. We'll see. I guess we'll see, right? But this <laughs> Ryan is. He's got to int like real hard. Like but, if he if Ryan he comes out and plays like his- J Mac, okay. Ryan is sure. one of his weaker main tanks. Let's be real. It is. I, it is. He'll probably get to play some of the Winston. Maybe. They Maybe. could. Like, Philly could be a team that could run dive. Like, they have yep. the pieces, too. Will they? That's that's something we're going to have to see. Not something I'd put money on, but I, I just, there's it, an opportunity. It would require... I, I would say, if Philadelphia played at their... At like a very immediate level, nobody pops mm-hmm. off, nobody uh, significantly underperforms. I put it still fifty-five in favor of Philly. But if uh, th- and that and that's assuming that sorry, uh, so nobody pops off on Philly. They stay kind of very consistent, and you see Corey have you know go ahead and carry. I still give it fifty-five Philly. Assuming that and that's like does, the best justice, and that's yeah. that that's the best case scenario, right? Yep. So, I just it, a lot has to go wrong for Philadelphia Fusion, and I I don't think that this is the game to do it. Keep in mind they're also in Philadelphia. Yiska loves the seventh, seventh man, man boys. that can work a for <laughs> and against. If we're being honest, definitely, definitely. Uh, but I I look at this team and I, I feel like it's somebody that it's a team that's going to have it go four. So I, w- I want to kind of double down on that point where you can positively tilt like the pressure to succeed and to like, h- how do I put this? I, I wrote something pretty early season two about like how the dragons are like positively tilting. Like everybody wants them to win so bad that it now becomes more of a pressure that instead of just like being terrible and losing, the, the excitement for them to get their first win is tilting them even harder. It's adding so much more pressure. So to your point, playing at home, if you don't have that kind of emotion in check, you want to go for those hero plays. You want to, you know, pop off. You want to show the crowd why this team is exciting to come and watch. That's tilt. In my mind, that is that is tilting. It, it Essentially, tilting being making emotional decisions, right? In, in a very general way of defining it. 
Sure. And that can, you know, reverse tilt you almost. When we think of tilt, we think of like, oh, I'm mad at my teammates. Oh, f you, you know, this, that, the other thing. Oh, I'm sad. You know, oh, I didn't make that shot. So I'm going to cower and, and not repeat. I think if you're playing at home and you're this, this really aggressive style, yeah, I think there's, there's room for Philly to maybe uh, try to try to pop off, try to make those stream plays. I John, gonna, doesn't he, isn't it a little scary how good he gets at like peppering in these F bomb beeps? Like now it's just it's like, like second dude, nature. It's, it's second nature. You need to get better at it. It's like he, he's, he probably sits at the ki kitchen table and it's like to his sister and it's like, did you actually like eat all the Nutella, the uh, Nutella? Again? Yeah, I did. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's getting good at it, man. He gets it. Uh, but I yeah, do. I think, um, so the, I, I do want to, I do have one sleeper sleeper pick here. And I think that if fusion go up to, oh, I think that we will see, um, I, I think we'll see chips uh, on horizon. Lunar oh Lunar. no, please. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> Don't say that. I'm going to say it right I'll now. I'll be so sad. I'm going to say it right mm. now. If, if, if they're okay. So what map, do we know what maps are playing? We don't. But if, if they okay, play yeah, Horizon, if it's Horizon and you could maybe play Doom, and they're up to zero. Uh, see, that's that's where I go. Okay, you know, maybe ZP had some, maybe ZP's argument had merit. Maybe this coaching staff is memeing. Like I don't know, man. Like you can't do that to me. Can't I don't do that know, to man. Me. I think it'd be a different story if we were doing four game sets and they had already won the game, and then game four, yeah, throw them in. Don't care. You already won. Doesn't really matter. You could you could easily throw know, a series man. by chucking chips what, in. What what better situation oh, than your oh. team's first game at your own home stand? You go up the first two games. You're like, F we're going with we're going with Chipsa. We're bringing them in. I think they can, and I think they. Oh. I think they do. Mm. That's how great. That's how great it. moments are made. If they do that, there's a chance they lose. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> Shut if, up. If, they, if Chips ever sees playtime this match, Justice could win. Yep. Uh, I'll say that. All right. We'll see. I'm going to sound clip that as soon as it went. So when it happens, I'm going to play it on repeat with just a bunch of Chips uh, carry, <laughs> carry plays. I'm going to do that. And you have to retweet it and pin it to your channel or to your, to I your can't Twitter. can't pin it, but I'll retweet it. Pin it to your Twitter. No. Huh. For a week. No. Three days. I'll retweet it. Three I'll days. I'll retweet it. All right. Wow. He's really. I would much rather see Hisu come out in those situations than. Is, yeah. He's not even a Ivy. Yeah. I think oh, those he? would be. Okay. Uh, let me check. Remember, you guys are uh, missing March. the point of the big game. Late the March, big, the game is not winning okay. Overwatch. We're playing the big game here, mm. selling tickets, selling merch, getting sure. people hyped, wanting to come to the stadium. Yeah, that's that's I, a I risk worth that. taking. It's a risk worth taking. Yeah, he's, he's um, underage, by the way, guys. Yeah, he's he's yeah. not going to be he's of age not, until he's game not playing late next month. Ivy, so. I like Ivy, Chipsa. If they come out and they lose this game where they and I think in their minds they should not be losing and Chipsa comes out and, you know, plays his map and, you know, momentum shifts and Washington starts to come back and they lose, 
we could have a season two all over again. And they spent a lot of money for this roster. If I had to, if I had to guess this, this roster was not cheap. So I don't think it's necessarily as simple as let's just sell tickets. But if you start off on a bad foot, this team's going downhill fast. I, 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 I don't, I think that that's a, I think it's a much smaller risk than you make it out to be. If they go up to L and, and assuming that they're relatively decisive. Sure. Yeah. If they, if, if they're just stomps and it's not even close. Okay, fine. Whatever. But if these are like quit, even relatively quit, competitive, quit backpedaling, man. Well, these, you these stated, aren't You stated it. All right. So you okay. say no. Let's go to match three. Washington Justice versus Houston Outlaws. This one is actually the uh, it's favored fifty nine forty one in favor of the Justice here. Yeah, don't don't know about that. You about you boys about to make some money. I guess, yeah, this don't, is, don't this know about that one. Just like uh, Valiant Fuel last week. This is my this week's Valiant Fuel. Yeah. yeah. I. Uh, <sighs> I think we'll know a little bit more based on how well they play against Philly. Totally. But sure. I don't, man, I, if it, if it does go in justices, uh, if it does go justices way, I think it's much closer to like a, a, a 55, 45 mm-hmm. or a 53, 47. If we're getting really, really, Really close there. I I don't think that Houston actually loses to to Justice here at all. No, no, no. But yeah, like you said, I think we'll have a much better picture of that match on Saturday. Um, To kind of echo similar points, I think Washington is kind of just a, would you say a worse Florida? I think I I go out and say Washington is a worse Florida. So if we're going to say that Houston can draw Florida close and Washington is a worse Florida, Ooh, the attrition, the attrition analysis Wait, in what sense a worse Florida. So they have a weaker main tank. Mm-hmm. Their star hit scan hasn't hit. It has one hero that's similar to a Sio player, but other than that, I don't know if I necessarily give him flexibility there, but I think Widow, it's it's very very good. I don't. I, have we seen his McCree? Yeah. Have we? Was it was it as stellar yeah, it as you think good. it needs to be? Do, yeah, is it is it, it as good? Enough. Hold up, let me pull it up in player? Stats Lab. Do you think it's comparable to Sia Player though? Uh, yeah. Okay, maybe against that's the, maybe that's where we teams, differ. Maybe. I think it's it's it. I think it's just those two pick picks. Yeah, I think. Generally, whoa, 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 whoa. Hmm? we can't ignore flex support either. Oh, okay. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. No, this, sure. this is a, this is a worse Florida. Justice is a worse Florida. I think across the board. I can't. Well, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'll give a main support. Sure. I mean, Chris, that's a, that's a go-to. Yeah. Flex tank. Gargoyle. Eh. Mm. There's really not too much difference there. I think Florida is, is the better team. And if Houston's going to take Florida close, I think they can easily easily dispatch justice yeah we'll see again that's going off a whole lot of first principles that yeah. are, are kind of just very loose projections at this point 
So maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe Florida is completely poop and Washington's great. But the way that I see it, I think justice is worse for it. I think that the Houston, I, I think it, a lot of it depends on the looks that we get from Houston on day one. Sure. sure. And, and how good they look in doing that. Um, yeah. Like Jexa. Do we see Jexa? Does Jexa look mm. good or do they look really rusty and awkward? Uh, I, I think that there's I I'm still trying to parse out how the DPS is gonna work out. Right, because they don't really have technically uh somebody who's played a ton of May that I know of and have seen in the past. So but I, I I'm ignorant, so you know, who knows? I'm sure Dream will correct me. Or he might not. Um I I it's just I don't, you never know what dream. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, I think, but I think in the end, Houston should win this match. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's room for like a, a, a slow map where, you know, maybe a control, even though we, we went through those numbers, but I think control can be pretty messy, even, even for Houston. Um, maybe Washington sneaks the map, but I think all in all, this should be pretty concise for for a houston win yeah, i'd like say 70 percent 70 percent 65 percent is also fine um and then i would feel a lot more confident if i actually knew the maps um but yeah three one doesn't sound wrong I, I don't know if I'd go to like Yiska's uh, previous point and say like, oh, it could be close. You know, the, the map score doesn't necessarily project how close it was. I don't know that this will be all that close. I think some maps will be competitive where you'll see Justice, you know, might clutch a fight. Corey pops off. Maybe Stratus makes a play, you know. But I, I think all in all, most fights go Houston's way. Most maps go Houston's way, barring, you know, any kind of uh, ker kerfufflery. Yeah, that's fair. All right, let's go through the last one here. We're coming up mm -hmm. on, on our time, and that's going to be the Philadelphia Fusion versus the Florida Mayhem. This could be good. I think this might actually be a pretty okay match, depending on how yeah. Saturday goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. This one is 63-37, by the way. The second highest favored match by by the odds themselves sure, favorite sure. philadelphia fusion i mean that in itself is a problem but i don't think the odds are particularly wrong here. like if i if 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 you were gonna i think give either either three of us odds i think we would all probably say philly and, and about 70 30 if even the most bearish you know 60 60 40 maybe if you're just super high on florida um yeah it'd be tough especially going into the weekend. I think it all kind of depends on what Saturday looks like. Things could change. Um, but mm. yeah, going, going into the weekend, I think Philly should take this fairly convincingly uh, as long as this roster already hasn't imploded. Yeah. A lot, a lot of this is like on paper. We all agree. Yeah. And none of us are lack the confidence enough to switch <laughs> it's like mm. like last you know? week i was like okay maybe gladiators could pull off some weird stuff they didn't okay they lost i i, I misread there that's fine this week i don't i don't see like a big upset 
like there's there might be an upset in the odds with Washington Houston, but I don't think that's an upset. Um, I think there's off there. I think again, this is a I think this is an interesting week, but I don't think it's going to be I think like these super games are going to be fun other. to watch. Oh yeah, totally. And these are also teams that, um, especially outside of Philadelphia, who I think obviously has you know top five aspirations here. Mm. The rest of these teams are all play in jockeying teams, right? They're all yeah, teams that, yeah. that are playing for that nine to 12 spot. I would say, uh, I hope Philly wouldn't be shooting from nine to 12, but well, that's why I said Philly they definitely is, Philly could fall is there. jockeying for, that's why I said Philly is jockeying sure. for top five. But yeah. These other three teams are teams that on paper, at least appear to be totally. very close um, yep. or at least aspirationally, very close. And so this is going to be a great way for us to kind of recalibrate kind of some of that middle table ambiguity that we talked about so much in our power rankings of, you know, ranks 10 to 17. It feels like is honestly eight to 17 is there's so many different, um, there's so, there's so many different variables that it's, it's a little bit hard to, rightfully do so I, I you have some people who are super super bullish on um like the washington justice i don't know why i'm really excited to see why, why they're bullish on justice this weekend because if they're not i already have i've already got the claim i have the claim chowder photo uh folder on my desktop of just all the takes and um not to know. interrupt but i think a lot of people have fond memories of stage four for justice and if you go back and look at their look at their match history let's go let's go back for a second well, stage four justice not the strongest opponents right not the no. not the strongest uh week one toronto toronto's late 2019 not a great team right uh then we've got a team like florida florida 2019 not great not great and you've got vancouver they they pop off against vancouver you know you got to give them credit where credit's due the rest of those matches, Houston three two. That's a that's a weird one. Why did they go so close? That's that's pretty bizarre. They beat they beat Paris, but they they drop a map. They don't beat Atlanta, but there again, you you kind of assume Atlanta's probably going to do really well, especially late into that season. Not the most telling opponents, especially when he looks good. I think people look at those flashy plays, they get super excited. People look at World Cup, they go Corey Corey. That was going to be my point. Is that yeah. they uh, they people cheer for teams, but they rally around players. If yeah. that makes sense. And Corey and Stratus particularly decided to whether, you know, they, they did some marketing mojo there or whatever, but in that stage four, when they hit a stride and again, kind of an expected one, uh, you expected them to win most of those games. And even if they lost against the Titans, I think that they still would have had the same reaction to their performance because uh, Corey was really exciting to watch. Stratus played really well. You saw a team that was floundering, starting to win. And if you can position that right, it looks really great. And if you've got a team you want to cheer for, and we all know uh, how fans are with confirmation bias. Uh, if you have a team you want to cheer for and you are given any sort of reason to cheer for them, you will. And you'll justify that 
to the ends of the earth. Unless you're Joe and Yiska and have to analyze for them as well. In which case, maybe not. But, yeah. Guys, I, just control, guys. Come on. I, oh, just control, just control. Tell you what, though. This will start my molding process of seeing the little gold star badge on Cory for one stage. Okay, that one, that one, you can't, you can't be too mad at that one. It was an, it was an entire no, focus really... meta. Come on, you gotta it. So what? Uh, who else are you gonna give it to? I think there was a ton of discussion there. Rascal. It depends on how you value DPS in a non DPS meta. Is it who who did more damage? Is it is it a role that you know historically has been doing a, a bunch of damage? I think I think that one I I feel less a less bad on this season. Hopefully that 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 gets uh, shaped up with Rollock, but yeah, I, I don't feel as bad as you know. I don't, I don't mauled as much as I do with <laughs> with other picks. Dream. <laughs> <laughs> get out like that's that's a, a okay so the 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 only thing okay so <laughs> for the viewers he says imagine being mad about overrated dps and then advocating for rascal could not be me so the one thing is nobody rates rascal shut the fuck up nobody rates R not rascal. anymore sorry See, I'm bad. Joe's already like, <laughs> I've, I've got then, the, the, the tick. Yeah. And then like, you, I guess you could argue like he didn't play DPS for even longer than other DPS players because of his, or even more so, you know, it, it's hard to say in, in like, <laughs> because of the Brigitte, uh, like allocation, but yeah. Like still over the entire season, the the flexibility uh, that he's shown. Like I don't know. Like at some point, uh, are you just going to say like the three fourths of the season weren't applicable to uh, any DPS players, and we're only judging them by the last half? Like even even Ding would then have more of a say. No, that's not true because they weren't that good in stage four. But anyone that played a decent chunk of DPS, like Jinmu, for instance, yeah, um, like has a longer period of time playing it at a very high level. Sure. And this seems to be this reeks of recency bias. It definitely does, but I think it's fair to kind of throw your hands up and say, okay, nobody really played DPS. It, this is this is a tough one to go on. Do you do you give it to the people who actually have been playing DPS, like a Jinmu, like a like a Bacon Jack, like Chengdu, or do you give it to people who are playing a role that they wouldn't normally play but are still doing super well and they kind of fill a, a role in the three three meta that does a lot of damage? Like, and then when they came back <sighs> to DPS, they did well. Right, like it's I don't I don't hate it as much. Like uh, yes, it's yeah. it's very recency bias. It's about flashy plays. You know, stage four they did well. Like oh look, you know they could have done good. <laughs> I, I don't hate it as much. Like I definitely it's, don't. I, I Yiska, I get where you're coming from. Totally, totally. It's also he wasn't just an average Zarya. He was bad. He's bad. He was a bad Zarya. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't great. He wasn't great. Yeah. I All think right. this season. I think it'll be much better. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, we won't we won't have to mold so much. But um, again, is either here nor there. 
We, I, I also, I, I don't know. Do you guys know what the selection committee was for Roll Stars? Was it just Owl Talent, or did they do media too? No, they, like did, they did media. Yeah, they did. Joe uh, got one of those votes, and we know what happens when Joe votes. Gooshway goes to Roll Star. Got it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, on that. My note. my votes are all public. You can criticize them. That's fine. I made my I made my points. Joe votes and the Archman wins. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> Bernie yes. 2020. All right. Well, there is your preview for the week. Uh, we all agree across the board. Yeah. So uh, we're saying mayhem over outlaws, fusion over justice. Outlaws over justice and fusion over mayhem. Everybody agrees. Everybody's in agreement. Yes. Uh, I think we talked about our sleeper picks throughout. Really excited to see the new players, the new teams. Mm -hmm. Very excited. We'll have seen 14 then of the 20 teams, I believe, after this week. We saw 10 last week. Is that correct? I'm going to trust that that's right. I'm not even going to. I'm just going to trust (laughs) you. Gotta trust. Oh, I'm so I'm so sad that we didn't have a Chinese homestand. Yeah, we could be sitting here. I could be like curb stomping Joe's arguments, guys. Chengdu blows. They blow, dude. They blow. Jesus. Hell yeah! All right, we're getting out of here. Thank you all so much. A big thank you to our patron producers. Battlecrab made pin lotion, Charlie L and audio compass as well as a big thank you to Keith R and Sarah for new patrons. So if you like the show, go to patreoncom slash tactical crouch and you can support right there. Also uh, sub right here, twitch.tv slash kick tripod and you get some cool tactical crouchy emotes uh, like the one Mr. Kaku is putting in the chat right now with the Yiska. With his... We might need to change that to Yiskat, huh? Yiskat sleeper. Yeah, mm. I think so. Either way, big thank you to everybody again. Um, we'll be... Are we... Yiska, are we doing the uh, little watch party again in, your, in the Discord? Yes. Yes. Cool. So I'll have I'll have a little addition to to those because people said that um, they liked to have some sort of rating, and I'm still working on a better process. But for now, what we're doing is we're all going to watch um, the games in voice. Then after the match, I'll put out a poll so we can all rate our enjoyment of that match. I'll aggregate them and put them in in a content piece later on. Cool. Um, we'll be hanging out there. I hung out quite a bit, um, this past weekend. Joe was there almost the whole time too. So that should be a ton of fun. That's discord.me slash Yiska out is where we are. Even though you changed, you changed the little, uh, you changed the little icon this past week to the tactical crouch logo. So yeah, because mate during the thingies, like I forbade him to kick people. So he like, changed it to stupid stuff and I, I don't remember what he called the server but it was outrageous and then I realized I didn't have uh, the 
the little emblem uh, that Joe made me for way back when for the owl pellets. I didn't have it handy and I didn't want that. It was a, like some player, I, I don't know which player it was. It looked very Ahigao face. I had to get rid of it and um, I chose the TCP logo. Fair enough. All right. So we're your fourth choice. Got it. Thanks a ton. Uh, other than that, Always. anything else going on this week for either of you guys? Any new articles coming out? Um, yep. I think I've got one coming out, or it might already be out, about the gladiators and answering the question. Uh, if, or was it a coaching mistake to not play more of OGE? Um, TLDR, I don't think so. I think it's an investment into the future. I think it's more macro strategy. At least that's what I think. Um, and then today, probably going to be writing something about Fusion. That'll be out later in the week. Cool. Yiska, what about you? Uh, yeah, certainly planning some stuff. Like, expect our preview piece uh, on GG Recon. Um, uh, later in the week, probably again on Friday. And I'll definitely have something up tomorrow. Um, maybe we'll get some satire again. Uh, I'm, I feel like... That's coming on. Feeling a little spicy? I don't have an idea yet, but I just feel like writing something light and something that is easy to write. Cool. Um, as for me, you can find me everywhere at Kick Tripod. I am streaming some like VOD review stuff. I said I, I just want to get better at VOD reviews and uh, part of me doing that is like vocalizing my thought process. I'm like, well, I just might as well stream it. And so I've been doing that. We've been having 25 to 35 viewers each time uh, we've been doing that. That's been a lot of fun. So a big thank you to everybody who's been hanging out uh, for nice. that one. Um, other than that, though, a uh, big thank you to everybody again for hanging out. We'll see you Monday with the week two recap. See what happened over the weekend. Enjoy the matches. Enjoy a light Overwatch weekend comparatively. You only got four matches to watch. Take your time. Yep, yeah. Grab mm. an ice cold cherry Kool-Aid. Come on, Kool-Aid. Toss that money this way. Right? The boys are hungry. Right? They're just giving out free advertisements here. That's not how it works. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Crack open one of those nondescript cherry beverages. There you go. Uh, anyways, don't watch. If you're going to miss any matches this week, miss the Outlaws matches. Um, no, dream. watch them twice. Watch them twice. There no you ad. go. Wait, wait for the VODs to come out on Tuesday. Just kidding. Definitely go watch the Outlaws matches. Dream, good luck to you, sir. Hope you do well this week. We're cheering for you even if our analysis doesn't always say so. And other than that, we're out of here, guys. We'll see you next Monday. Bye. 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 <laughs>